This is Growing Pulse Crops, and I'm your host, Tim Hamrich. Today on episode two of season two, we talk crop insurance. March 15th is the last day to complete enrollment for the 2021 Agriculture Risk Coverage and Price Loss Coverage programs. Considering that day is coming up in less than two weeks now, we thought we'd bring you a little bit of timely information about crop insurance and pulses. Joining me on the show today is Steve Youngins. Steve is a risk management specialist at the USDA Risk Management Agency Regional Office in Billings, Montana. He's the lead person there for pulses and is responsible for maintaining and improving the dry bean and dry pea crop insurance programs in Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. He works closely with the Northern Pulse Growers and North Harvest Bean Growers Associations to keep them up to date on program changes and gather input for program improvement. Steve was nice enough to take a few minutes to give us a behind the scenes look into the crop insurance programs for pulses, how payouts are determined, and how they handle things like intercropping and some of the issues they sometimes see in the process. To start though, I asked Steve if he'd just share a little bit of background on the USDA Risk Management Agency itself. Yeah, in general, the Risk Management Agency's role is to provide sound risk management tools for growers so they can have a stable income to produce crops and maintain an affordable and adequate food supply for our nation. And basically, RMA is tasked to oversee and regulate the federal crop insurance program and to increase availability and effectiveness of federal crop insurance as a risk management tool. Steve says this program is carried out in pulses primarily through three basic plans. And plan one is our yield protection plan which basically provides protection against the production loss only. So the insurance guarantee is based on individual yield history multiplied by the projected price. Plan two is the revenue protection component, which provides protection against loss of revenue due to a production loss, price decline, or increase, or a combination of both. The insurance guarantee is determined by multiplying the production guarantee by the greater of the projected price or the harvest price. That's probably the most popular plan of coverage and the most uh, comprehensive. Plan three is the revenue protection with harvest price exclusion, which provides protection against the loss of revenue due to a production loss and price decline, but not price increase. The insurance guarantee is determined by multiplying the production guarantee by the projected price. And I don't think even 1% of growers select that plan. A grower must choose one plan of insurance and all types have to be insured under that plan. So types that are offered the full benefits of revenue coverage are considered the true revenue types. Those are smooth green and yellow peas, lentils, small and large kabuli chickpeas. So any other types that are listed in the county, let's say Austrian peas or Desi chickpeas, would be insured for yield protection only, even though they are under the revenue plan. However, additional premium for revenue coverage will not be charged for those non-true revenue types. You heard Steve mention there both the projected price and the harvest price. I asked if he could maybe expand on a little bit about how those prices are determined. Okay, well, the dry pea revenue program is basically a, what we call a 508H program, which means it is maintained by an approved RMA contractor. So projected prices are determined by RMA's contractor, Watson Associates, 
for smooth green and yellow peas, lentils, large and small kabuli chickpeas, which are considered true revenue types. So the contractor gathers contract price data in January and February. The projected prices are based on the average of regional contract prices by type. RMA then reviews the projected prices submitted by the contractor, and the projected prices are released by the third business day in March. Now, I left out some types that are actually on the books for insurance in counties. Those types are Austrian peas and desi chickpeas. That's an example. So these are not true revenue types because there's enough, enough data out there to have you know, a viable program to develop harvest prices and so on. So RMA sets the prices for these lesser planted non-true revenue types. So RMA gathers information from processors for current year contract prices and has to publish a price by the November 30th date. Uh, the prices are generally set conservative for non-true revenue types since contract prices may not fully be set this early in the season. An additional price can be set if needed and published by the March 15th sales closing date. There may be you know, more information that comes out in January, February on contract prices. And, and if the prices are higher, then that additional price can be set. So the November 30th date is basically the date where all the actuarial structure and books come out for next year's crop year. So that was for the projected price that you just heard. But what about for harvest prices? Maze contractor Watson Associates for smooth green and yellow peas, lentils, large and small kabuli chickpeas, which are again true revenue types. Uh, the contractor analyzes grower checkoff data reported to the USA Dry Pea and Lentil Council. Harvest prices are based on the average regional prices by type from September 1 to November 30th. And a sales price must be reported on 25% or more of the business days in that period. If there is insufficient harvest price data, then the harvest price will equal the projected price and the grower will still have to pay an added premium for revenue protection, even though they didn't get it. So it is very important that growers market at least some of their product and report prices, even in a down market, so a harvest price can be established. And harvest prices are released by January 15th of the following year. That's a great point there about marketing enough of the crop for the harvest price to be established. And if all this is seeming pretty straightforward to you here under normal circumstances, I'm going to add a bit of a wrinkle. How does RMA handle more abnormal circumstances? Say, for example, intercroppers. So basically, a grower can ensure an intercropped or what RMA considers an interplanted crop by an RMA-produced written agreement if the two crops are planted, cared for, and harvested at the same time. So this usually is the case when pulse crops are interplanted with other crops such as chickpea with flax, that's a very common one in North Dakota, pea with canola or lentil with either mustard or canola. Now in order to get this agreement approved, the grower must have at least two years of experience and production records for the interplanted practice with both crops. And the interplanted production history must show that the actual production history 
or what we consider an APH approved yield for the crop can be produced. The grower must also have a written recommendation from the county extension agent that the interplant of practice is acceptable for the producer's cropland. And if the extension agent recommends disease or weed control, the grower must supply evidence to ARMA that, that an application was done previously on the previous crop. Now, an important note here is that only the primary crop or one crop is insurable. And you may ask, why is this reason for this? Well, it's because the APH approved yield usually cannot be accomplished for both interplanted crops. Now, to apply for this written agreement, a grower must apply by the acreage reporting date of July 15th for the initial crop year through their crop insurance agent. And then if it is approved and a grower wants the agreement in following years, they would have to apply by the March 15th sales closing date. And again, that March 15th sales closing date is coming up quickly. So act right away on all of this if you haven't already done so. Now, you may remember last season, our episode about fall sown peas. And what if a grower wants to try something like this, but the county only has coverage for spring planted? Well, we, we get that question a lot if a fall planted dry pea or lentil can be planted in the fall and get coverage in a county that does not have a fall planted type on the actuarial. And the answer is yes. However, it would be insurable as a spring type. So insurance would need to be requested by the spring sales closing date of March 15th. However, an inspection would be done in the spring to show that the acreage has an adequate stand to produce the APH production guarantee and no winter coverage would be offered. And in our Northern Plains region here, it hasn't been proven that a fall planted pea or lentil can survive effectively more than maybe three or four years out of a 10-year period, and the premium rates would be way too high. But again, a grower can try that if they want to and get spring coverage if there is an adequate stand to produce that APH yield in the spring. Now, just to close out today's episode, I asked Steve if there are any common issues that he sees growers run into with obtaining the proper crop insurance for pulses. I guess, you know, if they, if they have a good crop insurance agent, they really shouldn't get anything wrong. But some of the common things we see in our office, because again, we're not the insurance company, they sell and service a crop insurance contract. I mean, with these written agreement situations, these special agreements, when you don't have a type in the county, or let's say for the interplanted situation, all the required documentation to apply for a special agreement needs to be sent in. So a grower needs to be cognizant to make sure their agent is aware of the rules and the timelines for submitting all this information to RMA, because most of the time an agreement, written agreement is issued, but if it isn't, it's because proper documentation hasn't been sent in. And if we're talking about the pricing, again, with the harvest price situation, we ran into that problem a couple of years ago when the prices went way down on pulse crops. We all know the chickpea situation, you know, we had countries that weren't accepting product and so forth. And all we basically had for harvest prices were contract prices, which were 
actually inflated because, of course, they were set in the spring. The market dropped over the growing season. We didn't have high prices when growers were selling actual product that wasn't contracted. Growers did not want to sell product then, so the harvest prices were inflated and not really accurately set for the market. So that's why um, RMA encourages, the U.S. Dry Pea and Lentil Council encourages that in low markets, sell some product instead of storing it all so we can get some adequate harvest prices. Thank you so much to Steve Youngins for being on the show. If you're listening and have more questions about crop insurance, probably the best thing to do is just contact your local crop insurance agent for more details on any of the issues we just discussed. Make sure you're subscribed to this show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. That way you won't miss our next episode about integrated weed management with Dr. Tim Seipel. Here's a sneak peek. Resistance happens really fast and resistance to herbicide happens when your selection pressure is most reliable. So if you give a weed a really reliable pressure on it, it's going to evolve away from it really quickly. Again, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that upcoming episode. This show is brought to you by the Pulse Crops Working Group with support from the USA Dry Pea and Lentil Council, as well as the North Central IPM Center and USDA NIFA. We're releasing these episodes every other week throughout the growing season, and we want to make sure that the information is relevant to you. So please tweet us with any feedback or suggestions by using the hashtag growingpulsecrops, and we'll be back with another great episode in a couple weeks.